Hi, I'm Daryl Cagle, and this is the Cagle Cast, where we're all about political cartoons. And today we're talking about Vladimir Putin, and we have four great cartoonists that we're talking to. Our first cartoonist today is Vladimir Kazaneski, who's probably won more awards at international cartoon competitions than any other cartoonist in the world. He's Ukraine's most noteworthy cartoonist, and he recently had an exhibition in Paris of his cartoons about the war in Ukraine. Vlad is a longtime contributor to Kegel Cartoons, and he is a refugee from his home in Kiev, living in Slovakia now. And Rick McKee drew for many years for the Augusta Chronicle. He draws the comic Pluggers, and we've syndicated Rick for 20 years. Imad Hajaj draws cartoons for the Al-Arabi Al-Jadid Al-Ghad newspaper. I think Imad is the best-known Arabic-language cartoonist, certainly to Americans. We've syndicated Imad's work for nearly 20 years also. And Bill Day draws for FloridaPolitics.com. He's worked for many years as the cartoonist for the Memphis Commercial Appeal and the Detroit Free Press. And we've also syndicated Bill for 20 years. I mean, uh, this is this is a 20 years group. Gentlemen, it's very nice to have you all here. Good to be here. Nice to have you. Good to be here, Daryl. Well, let's start off with Vlad. I'll show a couple of each of your cartoons. Vlad, this is an impressive one. So are these all of the, the Russians fleeing from the Russian bear and Putin? Or is this everybody in the world fleeing from the grip of the Russian bear? Uh, yes, it's uh, well known that uh, the bear is a symbol of Russia for many centuries. And when Putin announced mobilization, many, many young Russians came out from Russia and rebuilt a great empire after this. It's simple that Russia will destroy after our victory, Ukrainian. Well, we wish you all the best. And I should say when the war first started and bombs were going off near Vlad's apartment, he left and is uh, living near the border in Slovakia. And you still have your sons in Ukraine, and Ukraine, to us on television, looks terrible. But you're telling me that life is getting back to normal in Kiev, and you've been back to visit. And uh, you want to tell us a little bit about how you're doing and how you see things in Ukraine? Yes, I visited uh, Kiev city two days ago, and I lived in Kiev city two weeks. And uh, I have seen many people uh, look like happy people because it's spring, it's sun, and they made barbecue, the restaurant, a walking medicine, a walking transport, a walking. And yes, it, it is a real terrible war, but the Ukrainian people, it's strong. Well, that's great. And uh, we're going to show a bunch of your cartoons in just a minute. This is Rick McKee. Rick, one thing I appreciate about your work is you take every opportunity to draw lots of teeth. Teeth <laughs> are teeth, yeah. I like drawing monsters. I think, you know, when I was a little kid, I always liked drawing monsters. And this one is from uh, 2014. So this is a kind of an older one. This was, uh, I think, right after the Russians annexed Crimea. And Obama was getting hit in the media for the perception of being weak. So Putin's got his bear with all the teeth, and uh, Obama's got his bear, which is less intimidating. 
I think in retrospect, Obama really was weak and uh, regrettable that he didn't do more at the time. Yep. Seems that way. Here's a more recent one of yours. I should say that this podcast is an audio and a video podcast, and most people hear just the audio on the podcast platforms. So I need to describe all of these cartoons in words. Here you've got the Frankenstein monster Ukraine war taking a bite on Putin. Putin says, my baby's a year old. It's a great cartoon. Another opportunity for teeth. Yeah, more teeth. I was in my teeth phase. That seems like a career long phase. An yeah. excellent phase. And All right. Well, Imad, here's a couple of yours to introduce you. Here is Putin at his famous long table, which is one of his destroyed tanks and dead soldiers. Very nice looking cartoon. Thank you. Actually, you know, we cartoonists, we love fine features in any character and just represent the character through that feature. When I saw the table for the first time, uh, I thought it would be a good thing to start. And it looked to me like a big weapon, looked to me like a big rocket. This is one variation of many cartoons I did about Putin's big table. Yeah. So we see it here as a big green Russian tank with the message G on it, destroyed. And you will find Mr. Putin sitting there trying to look that he's in control, but he's not. You are drawing from Amman, Jordan, and uh, your cartoons appear in an Arabic language paper that's published in London. What is the view of Ukraine war in the Middle East? Is Russia universally seen as the evil aggressor as it is in most of the world, I think? Let me phrase it like this. We here live in a war zone in the Middle East, a very troubled region, full of wars in Lebanon, Palestine, Iraq. And I did a cartoon about this one, that it is really, really annoying feeling sometimes to see the war pops up in a distant place from the Middle East. Sometimes some people here will make a joke about it. Oh, at last, it's out, out, outside the Middle East. But of course, all war is a very awful thing, a terrible thing. For me as a cartoonist, my family and me were part of our lives as refugees. And I know how difficult it is for refugees, how, how the suffering, how, how it is difficult to treat their places. And the war is a very, very terrible thing. And let me express my full solidarity with the Ukrainian nation in this horrible thing that we are living. That's why when I started drawing about which I was already drawing about his horrible deeds in Syria. He was bombing cities and schools and hospitals, and he did the same in Ukraine. So it was for me, it, it was going on the same continuous theme about Mr. Putin. Now with his big table. It does take attention away from the Middle East, when the world is quiet and the Middle East is always having terrible troubles. Unfortunately, uh, we're, we're used to the Middle East dominating the news, and now we don't get much Middle East news at all. The, the rest of the world has gotten worse. Yes, it's, it is also it's my, my problem as a cartoonist. You see, I, I deal with editors, and they sometimes will, they, they will ask, for, ask me to draw a cartoon about local issues, to do something about... In Syria, Iraq, while I want sometimes to do something about Ukraine. And uh, I should say this, and to be frank and straight with you, unfortunately, I think the majority, at least in, in Jordan, most of the frustrated people, the Arab, they will, will be in favor of Mr. Putin. They are short-sighted, yet there's ma many, many people here are with, with Ukraine. I am one of these people. 
and support Ukrainian people. But it's not a popular opinion here. Most of the people here, let me say, they believe that Russia will make a balance in the world and that will bring justice to Medellin. And this is, I believe it, it's totally wrong. And what we need is ending all kinds of war, all kinds of violence, all kinds of big nation just swallowing small nation. This has to stop. It's interesting to me, this third world notion about Russia being a, a balancing force and the, the eagerness to do business with Russia, looking at the West leaving as an opportunity. It doesn't seem like there are enough horrors that Russia can perpetrate to get it through people's head. It's very disturbing to see the third world reaction to Russia. We had to note something that the, the worst part of this world that is that media part, fake news part, that let me call it. Uh, and unfortunately, it's, it's making some effect, big effect in many, many sectors. And some people do believe some kind of propaganda. I know, I know this because I, I'm engaged somehow with discussion every day with the, the people who on my page on Facebook and Twitter and on other social media platforms. And I spent lots of time just to try to figure out what is really happening and you'll discover that many people are discussing fake news, rumors, uh, or fake photos. And unfortunately, it's very, very popular here. Our region, the Arabic region, we should, we, should, we should know that there is a high level of illiteracy and there is a big frustration because we don't have peace. We don't have political justice in our region. We feel frustrated about the West, about the United States. They are not being objective with us. And that's why we find uh, many of them adopting the Russian uh, narrative or the Russian uh, way of looking at this war. I'm going to show a couple here from Bill Day. Hey. Here you've got Vladimir Putin pointing at his third nipple, Ukraine. I got to say, I don't quite understand the third <laughs> nipple. I, I saw that in James Bond movie where the bad guy, was it Skaramanka? The, the man with the golden gun has a third nipple and James Bond puts a third fake nipple on himself. That's the only third nipple reference I know. What's, what's going on here? I don't remember exactly uh, what was going on at the time because I drew this so long ago, but... Um... I think I was trying to say that he, they own the Ukraine. He owes the Ukraine. It belongs to him. Very good. Uh, here's another one of yours. I noticed, too, that Putin and the Ukraine war kind of gets American cartoonists drawing more in an international style. I mean, this could have been a world cartoonist. And, of course, Putin is a monster that fits into many situations. Basically, I'm having him as a gasoline pump. We're, we were trying to cut off the oil, the gasoline and oil well, for Putin, that was the time I was drawing it. Okay, well, I've got some bigger batches of your stuff. Here's a couple of mine. Putin with his buddies, Modi and Xi Jinping. And uh, here is Putin with all the countries he wants to uh, nice. devour and digest <laughs> and reconstitute the USSR. This is one of those cartoons that no editor's going to print. I was going to ask know, you sometimes, that. Sometimes we draw cartoons just for ourselves, and I'm guilty of that, too. But um, I'm very tolerant of it when you guys draw cartoons just for yourselves. Have you noticed that? Sure, yeah. I'll be back to you. All right. So, Bill, here you've got uh, Putin, and he's a uh, vampire Putin, and his uh, teeth are, his fangs are hammers and sickles. Vladkula. 
this is a, a international cartoonist trope. They draw a whole lot of vampires internationally, and uh, we don't really do that very much in America. I think that's because we draw a lot of devils that you don't see around the world in international cartoons as much as vampires. Here you've got Octoputin. He's got all of his arms but two cut off, so six chopped off arms as he's grabbing Ukraine and Crimea. What well, I think I, I, I'm trying to remember exactly. Uh, I cut off the arms because following uh, the collapse of the Soviet Union, he didn't have any arms left. So Russia itself grabbed Crimea, and he's now poised to grab Ukraine. So this is a 2014 cartoon. You know, that's pretty sophisticated to figure out that's why his arms are chopped off. Well, at the time, it made sense. <laughs> Here you've got uh, Putin flexing his muscle, and he's not uh, doing very well as the muscle droops. Vladimir Schwarzenegger. Falling oil practice has hurt uh, Russia, especially their economic system. We have sanctions against them, but they don't seem to be working very well. They don't. It's interesting how well Russia does with all of the sanctions that we thought would do so much more. Here's a cartoon no one would print. You guys know whenever you draw Hitler, nobody prints it. In any kind of Hitler metaphor, you put a swastika in a cartoon that just doesn't get printed anywhere. You know that. I do that. Yeah, well, that, that doesn't keep it from drawing uh, you know, Trump either, does it? They don't like to print Trump. They'll, they'll print a few Trumps, but they won't print Hitler's. They also don't like to print bodily fluids, you know. Uh, we get lots of blood in cartoons about the Middle East, blood in Ukraine cartoons. That doesn't get printed. Maybe it's different around the world. You see a lot of blood and Hitler cartoons in the Middle East, don't you, Mod? Yes, uh, I guess, yes, the, the case is different in our region. There's uh, different standards. The way you look at them, too, what, is, what, what you find suitable in the play will not be the same in level. But uh, let me say it frankly, even in Arabic newspapers, good Arabic newspaper now, they have some, something that match the Western standard in journalism. They're not accepting uh, very graphic cartoons as they used to in the past. That bloody scene of cartoons that have the lots of graphic scenes in cartoon are not printed anymore. We can say even Hitler, Hitler or the Nazi stuff sometimes is rejected from Arabic newspaper. Not because maybe, maybe some newspaper wouldn't be hesitating to publish it for other reasons. Some Arabic cartoonists still use Hitler in cartoons about Israel, Israeli uh, struggle. And many newspapers now don't publish this stuff. Some of them do. If you ask me, I don't use this. I rarely use this uh, symbol, Nazi symbol, unless there's something very horrific happens or uh, an idea that uh, I wanted to be, I had to do it this way. But if you ask me, cartoonists that have all freedom to represent their ideas, these are dictators, either Hitler or Saddam Hussein or Franco, whatever it was, these are yeah, very bad people. It's our right as cartoonists to reclaim them and draw them in many ways. And I think it's, it's part of our freedom as cartoonists to put them the way we want. But Daryl, would you say that newspapers in general have grown more timid in the last 10 years or so? I mean, you know, I mean, in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, cartoonists were drawing, you know, a lot more provocative stuff in the United States. And it just seems like with the collapsing industry editors are more timid and they're, they're afraid to, of losing readers. So they, they don't want to, they don't want to print anything the least bit provocative. You know, we saw all of the Gannett papers drop, uh, editorial cartoons entirely because they didn't like having left versus right in their papers. That's what they said. 
You know, that's disturbing. As cartoonists, we like to have strong views and hit people over the head with our ideas and editors prefer soft little jokes. Um, another thing we're seeing from editors is that they are not interested that much in the rest of the world. Cartoons about Ukraine don't get printed much. Cartoons about Putin don't get printed much. There is a I local focus. Let me say it in our case in the Middle East, after the, if you remember the Danish Mohammed cartoons and what came after it, like Charlie Hebdo, Olympic events, I think in our region, many people became very sensitive. That includes editors too. And they are, they're becoming very sensitive when you talk about any religion. If you put any religion symbol in your cartoon, it will be rejected. I'm talking about the, news of the, the newspaper that I will for. If you uh, draw, I used in the past, I used to have a character called Abu Muhammad, which is, uh, I use it just like it's very, very popular made. Abu Muhammad is just anybody in the streets. And I used to draw that character for a long, long time without any problem. After this cartoon crisis, the Danish cartoons and Charlie Hebdo, many editors will reject that character. They say, man, you have to change that name. It's not good. It's a name of profit. You got to find another name. This is one of the most annoying cases that I faced. And I think the reason is people are becoming very sensitive about many things. Cartoons is a wonderful art. Cartoonists will tend to have creative way to make people laugh. And I think it's our right to not, of course, everybody is against insulting people in their holy things. Nobody can do that. But it's our right as a cartoonist to deal with our visual world. I am uh, a human being. I see a most. It's my right to draw it in my cartoon. I'm not insulting this line, but it's it. And same, you can say the same thing about the churches. Religion is part of our life, and you should have the right to go about it. Really. Well, I, I think you make a good point. It's not just editors that are more sensitive about controversial stuff. It's the readers as well. It's not at all hard to get the readers angry. You, should, you see our, the mail we get, and uh, I think they're more sensitive than they used to be, more intolerant of views that are different than their pre-existing views. If it's the social media who makes people like this, well, the world itself is changing. I know. But as you said, if you look at the cartoons that were published in the 80s and 70s, when I look at my old works, sometimes I ask myself, can I reprint this cartoon now? What would happen if I print it? I wouldn't even dare to publish it. Some of my cartoons. Bill, here's another one you've got. Uh... Ukrainian soldier shooting a missile into the mouth of the vulture who's labeled Putin. I got to say, it's awfully easy to draw Putin when you can just write the name on Putin and that's name Putin on anything and that's uh, Putin. This is actually a follow-up cartoon for what I did earlier, where actually I had Crane as a dove like, sitting on the beak of a, the vulture that was Putin. And as it turned out, Ukrainians certainly did not become doves. They are fighting back and clearly have shown the Russians that they are the force to deal with. Now, they did not roll over, did not throw their arms up. They are fighting back with great courage. Very inspiring to see them fighting back. Yes, very much so. That was what that's about. So we're up to you, Imad. It is the big uh, putting stable again, and this time as a rocket launcher. When he met Macron, I portrayed this way. He was more like threatening him. And we see his table is popping up with nuclear button. And Putin himself, I like to portray him with that tank soldier hat. I, I love the shape. <laughs> it gives Putin a military look. You know, well, very fun. 
This is very good. Here he is uh, driving the eraser tank, looking to erase Ukraine. I was inspired by one of the uh, Russian tanks of uh, soldier carriers. It looks just and most likely we the defensive arrays of the old one. And the, I find it a good idea just to make it as a, a vehicle that Mr. Putin is riding. And he's using this tank as an eraser. He's erasing the borders between the country. It's wise to invade other countries and occupy them. This one was published in Le Monde. Oh, Le Monde. And this, I love one of, one of my main things in Khartoum is to, you know, is to respond to the uh, Russian propaganda uh, uh, that tried to portray Putin as a civilized man who plays piano and respect artists. Uh, so uh, in the contrary of that, I portray him in that photo that uh, portray him as a piano player. Yes, he is, but he's playing, he's playing a very, a very horrible, horrible weapon. It's not a piano. It's a rocket that's killing people. Uh, so yes, it somehow looks like a piano, but it is a killing machine. There aren't very many so, uh, notes on that piano either, are there? Yeah. Here he is uh, driving his uh, bloody hatchet tank. Exactly. It's the same theme. It's the same trick or twist. I love to do it. We find we get match with some weapon or tank and adapt it to another object to give you some kind of indirect. Oh, I like, I like the I like the Z for the flag. That's a Z. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, I'm Here's another big table cartoon, but the table I is reminiscent of a nuclear bomb explosion. Yeah. And uh, you got the world hanging on and Putin uh, comfortably hanging on. Yes, because he pushed the whole world on that edge and that and, uh, horrible uh, abyss. His, his big table now seems to me as mushroom cloud explosion. He's threatening the world with his table, with his nuclear weapon. Here he is uh, driving his um, missile like a motorcycle and uh, muddying up the world. Again, yes. As I was one to one with Portal, he was riding a motorcycle. And he's, he's doing the same, doing that bit, but with a rocket launcher, a nuclear rocket launcher. So, uh, yeah, rockets are getting to be the metaphor for Putin. Here he is yeah, as a, a jet with a big bloody knife in his bombs flying over Ukraine. You have a very simple construction for its face. And that, it's very dangerous. <laughs> I think his face is difficult to draw because, you know, just a few years no, ago, he no, looked very much, very he, he looked very much like a Bond villain. He had this more angular face like you've drawn here, but now his face is round and puffy and he looks kind of like an elk. Our, our colleague, Marianne Kamansky, the Austrian Catholic, Yes. Something about this subject. Why did Putin look so rounded? <laughs> he said because he's using lots of products in his face. Maybe. And if, uh, but if you ask me, uh, I'll tell you that the, the basic shape of Mr. Putin is very easy uh, to, to be sketched and very easy to be manipulated, let me say. Well, as he used to be angular. He used to have these hard... Uh, Jaws, and now he's just a circle. Imad, I see you worked uh, ISIS into the flag. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, this is, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to morph or mix the, uh, the ISIS flag with the uh, uh, Russian uh, Russian flag. Because I, like that. Uh, I saw I, I saw many, many uh, crimes, war crimes being committed in Ukraine. Civilians are killed, 
children and the cities are born. And uh, this is similar to what uh, ISIS used to do. Well, yeah, ISIS wants to no... build up this caliphate over all, the whole region, and uh, Putin wants to rebuild the Soviet Union. Ironically, ironically, he represents himself as the, as the fighter of terror in Syria. That he, that he defeated ISIS. But what, but what I want to say in this cartoon that he's doing the same. He just, yeah, he, uh, it's some kind of a state. Uh, they are just a small group, and and Mr. Putin is hitting a big state with big capability. But doing the same thing, while killing innocent people, bombing cities, and committing war crimes. And Vladimir, now we have a bunch of your cartoons. You've got a lot of grim reapers on their knees worshiping the Putin bomb. Uh, yes. I mean that Putin with bombs are made for death. It's a great job. And for this, uh, Putin, uh, Putinism, uh, Russism, uh, and politics of modern Russia, it's like religion, because uh, in this way, Putin troops uh, can uh, kill many, many people. And uh, it's a new religion now in the world that Putin destroyed the world, and uh, they can do it uh, without something speaking to him seriously. And uh, he made his uh, great job. And uh, I think it's, I would like to say about some new religion as well. But you know, we, we get news here about the Russian Orthodox Church in Ukraine and how that's really like a branch of the Russian government, fully pro-war and fully controlled by the Russian state. We have some voices here that are uh, U.S support for Ukraine. And that's one of the points that they like to make a lot is that Ukraine is suppressing freedom of religion uh, by suppressing uh, this church. Uh, yes, but uh, suppressing the church. But you have to understand that religion in Russia support, Orthodox religion in Russia support Putin. And uh, for example, in Ukraine, uh, now we have a big problem with Russian propaganda across Russian Judges, so-called Ukrainian judges, uh, Ukrainian Orthodox, but Moscow patriarch. It means that uh, many, many times from Soviet time in the Ukraine existed uh, some uh, part of Russian Russian judge, and then uh, began to make in Ukraine a great propaganda for support for supporting Russia, so-called Russian war. And uh, now in Ukraine, uh, we are fighting against this Orthodox Russian religion. It and, does uh, seem that this church is just a branch of the Russian government operating in Ukraine. Yes, yes, across, across religion. They made pro propaganda across religion. And this cartoon means that this religion are going uh, across uh, across propaganda, across religion. Here's another one of yours, which would not get printed here just because it's got a swastika in it, but you've got a swastika and, and uh, uh, Star of David blinders on Putin, who is um, dragging his, uh, his Kremlin along on wheels with steam pipes. And I wonder if you could tell us about this one. Yeah, Putin, uh, I'm going... Uh, 
I find the way, uh, own way to go uh, in this wall. And here I go in like a horse and cannot see uh, outside anything because uh, he have ideology of fascism, so-called racism in, in Ukraine. Uh, our parliament uh, make a law that uh, racism is uh, like fascism. Yeah. And in our country officials said racism now is ideology of Russia. And uh, the second part, the uh, second side, it's a star, a Soviet star. So uh, fascism. And That's a Soviet star? Does that look, that look to me like a... Uh... Star of David, you see the little uh, bit here by his nose at the the bottom. No, no, no. it starts star from Soviet time. Oh, okay. Oh, I like I like the, the drawing of Putin, the, the character, very nice. Thank you, thank you. And of course, uh, gas and oil, it's uh, the main power of the world. So, Mr. Vladimir, have okay. a have a very distinguished way in portraying Vladimir Putin. I should be and say that. And I love the way he portrayed Putin, especially his mouth. And I don't know. Yes, but he, I think he read drawing him in a very, very distinguished way. You have beautiful work, Vladimir. I'm just always impressed by your work. Here you've got Putin, and he looks like he's using a missile, like a piece of wood to rub and start a fire, but he's doing that on the big red button that destroys the world with nuclear bombs as he sits on the Kremlin. Yes, uh, Putin all time uh, notices that uh, he will use a nuclear weapon. Uh, but the world uh, don't believe in that, in that uh, because he told uh, too much uh, times that he will use a nuclear weapon. And uh, he is like primitive man who are speaking about why war in Ukraine, he would like to say that uh, I will destroy the world. And uh, I would like to symbolize this idea in this country. And he is sitting on Kremlin. Uh, you see, he is a very simple uh, man without clothes, very primitive uh, and uh, not stupid. It, he is very clever. He is crime man. But we will see what uh, he will do with nuclear weapon. We've learned that his military is pretty lousy, and it's like he doesn't have enough tools in his tool chest left. It makes it much more likely that he's going to do something with a nuclear weapon. That's pretty scary. Yeah, yes, but uh, don't use only nuclear weapon. He used nuclear atom station in Ukraine to say about nuclear weapon. So I would like to say about this cartoon that Putin began to bomb Kiev city at four o'clock in the morning and Hitler at four o'clock in the morning. And the first day of war when I have seen my watch and thought that Hitler at the same time bomb Kiev city like Putin and Hitler. And after that first day, I thought that Putin is real. Hitler of nowadays. Do you I, think he was I, making a statement by doing that at four o'clock in the morning with that in mind? Yes. And uh, today, just today, 
the bomb at four o'clock in the morning, Kiev City. It's the same way. So all time they prefer to bomb Kiev City at night about four or five o'clock at the morning. And like o'clock of Putin o'clock, it's a bomb o'clock. So here you've got Putin like the cuckoo clock popping out of the Kremlin, spitting three missiles out of his mouth. He seems pretty evil and calculating. I don't know how cuckoo. So, for example, today about 25 missiles have come to Kiev city. And the 23 was killed by Ukrainian power. I'm very impressed with how good the Ukraine is at shooting down the missiles. But Putin every day are doing and doing this. And they're very stupid because if he will use these rockets, these missiles in the front, in the real war, maybe he will have big success, more, more big success than bomb city, civilian people. Here you have a lineup with Putin pointing a gun at his head, presumably to kill himself, as all of his people are lined up to be killed at the same time by the same bullet. And a whole big crowd of people are watching ZTV with all the propaganda. This is kind of complicated. I know that Russian propaganda are working all over the world for more than 20 years. And for example, when I visited Japan, Brazil, USA, France, and many countries, I have seen on television in the hotel the Russian programs, Russian propaganda channels, and they did not see Ukrainian, unfortunately. And I understand that. Russian people so zombified by Russian propaganda that now about 70% of Russian people support Putin in this war. And they, in my vision, they so many zombified that agree to kill himself together with Putin because Putin will uh, beginning of uh, this war, it means that he will destroy uh, Russia state and uh, kill uh, many, many own people because he don't uh, calculate how many Russian people get uh, in this war. Here's a very impressive one from you, Vlad, with uh, Putin sitting on top of a giant Z that's made up of, uh, looks like a hellscape of people uh, living some horror. That uh, propaganda, it's, I mean, uh, death propaganda. It's, I mean, that symbol of the idea of putting uh, way in this world, idea of healing people. Now we know that near the Bakhmut, many, many Russian soldiers killed by Ukrainian troops, but every day you and you soldiers are going to Ukraine from Russia because they are zombified and they be killed. Well, you know, we have uh, an increasing number of politicians here in the United States that oppose American support for Ukraine. But what they seem to have in common is that they're crazy right-wing Republicans. And I think they kind of are the stupidest Republicans. Yeah, we got one here in Florida named Matt Gates. I'm in his district. <laughs> well, we laugh at that, but that's terrible. Are you serious? We also have, we also have a governor who uh, came out uh, 
saying that, well, we need, it's really just a territorial dispute, not really a, we should be involved in it. You know, which is, which is odd. He's going to run for president. Yeah, but when, when uh, DeSantis was a congressman, he was, he was all for supporting Ukraine, which is really odd that he's switched positions now, but he's just pandering to that far right side of the party. Right. That's what he's doing. It All is pandering to isolationist Republicans. He, he's backed off of it. He, the purpose was to put it out there to start with. So he didn't have to ex- actually say he believes it, but he put it out there for them anyway. So here's another nice one from you, Vlad. Uh, you've got Putin <laughs> yanking a teddy bear away from a child as he dreams of this teddy bear being a militarized evil teddy bear. It's a child. It's only puppet for child, but for Putin. Uh, the symbol is the uh, militarism of Russia. I know that uh, now the Russian propaganda are going to be in the school. And uh, many, many young people will start this militarism in the schools from the first class, from, from the young age. And Putin would like to be a teacher to put out the childhood of Russian children. Because he would like to rebuild uh, the uh, empire. And uh, now we understand that it's very serious problems that in Russia built a new military society. Okay. Here's one of mine. I've got the world. This is what the world says. Ceasefire. And what the Putin doggy hears is reload. The same idea. Yes, yes. And here's uh, Putin holding up Ukraine with his gun and uh, the gas tank holding up Uncle Sam. This is all that a lot of Americans care about. Rick, we're up to you. This was drawn right after the Olympics or right as the Olympics were coming to a close. You know, they, they had the Olympics in Russia. Can you imagine that now? Can you imagine Russia getting the Olympics, how far we've come? And he's got his Olympic torch. Well, you know, the Olympics are pretty vile about putting their stuff in countries that it should not be in. That's true. You know, after what he's done now, I just can't, I can't see it. And and there was a protest going on in Kiev as the Sochi Olympics were coming to an end. And of course, you know, he sent his thugs in to quell the protests. You've got Putin sitting on Santa's lap with his wish list and an elf is holding the naughty and nice Intel book and says, this is what happens when you skip your briefings. <laughs> yeah, this is referring to when Trump was president-elect and he was just bragging about how he was skipping his intel briefings and how he intended to skip them when he became president. So, uh, which is sort of mocking that. Well, here you've got uh, Putin and Trump and Trump says he didn't do it. Case closed. And that's the Perry Mason moment as Putin's pointing his gun at the 2016 election. Putin had quite an influence on the 2016 election. Yeah, he did. And uh, Donald Trump uh, denied it, took Putin's word for it. And uh, Putin said he didn't do it. That was good enough for Donald Trump. Yeah. In spite of what his intelligence told him and the military told him. Right. Here you've got Putin and he's got Trump as a puppet to marionette that he's walking around Syria. Yeah, I drew this right after... Trump withdrew our troops from Syria, which basically allowed Putin to just slide right in there. It seemed like Trump had his strength being pulled by Putin. He got Putin hoisted by his own petard. I wondered what a petard was, and now I can see that it's his underwear hanging on the 
<laughs> hanging on the hammer and sickle on the old Soviet flag. Yeah, like Bill said earlier, those symbols are so great. And I drew this right after Russia had invaded Ukraine, and it was obviously not going as well as he had hoped. Here you've got his Ukraine failure blowing up behind him, and Putin says, I'm being canceled. Yeah, the whole cancel culture thing that was in the news, so I thought that was a good juxtaposition. <laughs> it is. With those, with those wild eyes. So... Gentlemen, that was our last cartoon. I hope, uh, hope maybe sometime in the near future we, we can stop having to draw him. The way I draw cartoon about Putin, uh, Putin face, I am after that so tired that I had to sit and uh, to drink after that some whiskey, but uh, my <laughs> cons, they don't allow. I think. Well. Gentlemen, thank you for being with us, and uh, uh, I appreciate all your cartoons. You all draw just great Putin cartoons. Well, I yeah. very much enjoy this, Terrell. Thank, and thanks to all of you. Thank, thank you very much. much. I enjoyed it, too. Thank you very much. Well, very good. And let me say that you should remember to subscribe to the Kegelcast. Subscribe to the Kegelcast. Remember that our Kegelcast is available in both video and audio versions. So if you didn't see the cartoons and you've just been listening to the words, you want to see the cartoons, go to Kegel.com or Apple Podcasts or YouTube or Spotify or Kegelcast.com and you can see the video podcast. Thank you for coming today and we will see you next week. I think we're going to do a couple of more Putin editions because so many cartoonists have been drawing so many Putins. Gentlemen, thank you again. Thank you. Thanks, Cheryl. All right, and I will see you soon.